Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear, or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Hey, this is Andrew Houghton at ESPN Radio Missoula. Due to a technical glitch, we weren't able to record the first few minutes of Tuesday's Nuanez Now. We apologize for the inconvenience. This episode of Nuanez Now will start with Coulter discussing the injury to Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin on Monday Night Football. We'll go from that right into some discussion of Big Sky Basketball. Make sure to check out the second hour of Tuesday's Nuanez Now as well. The Tuesday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Mornerwig dropping by the studio for his weekly segment discussing all things around the NFL. We apologize again for the inconvenience. This episode of the Nuanez Now podcast, just with a few minutes of sound cut off from the beginning of Tuesday's Nuanez Now show. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for listening. And Happy New Year. Here's the Nuanez Now podcast. Hoping for the best for the young man uh, himself and his family, certainly. Um, but that's the reality of the game of football. I mean, make no mistake, football is a blood sport. Football is is as violent of a sport as that has ever existed in America. I mean, you can say mixed martial arts and boxing are both up there as well. But the fact of the matter is that guys are risking their health and in in a lot of ways risking their livelihoods and in a lot of ways risking their lives every time they play it. And so I think we need, all need to remember that. And our captivation with football um, certainly makes it so that the opportunities for these things to happen have become um, accelerated. Let's dive into the Montana Football Hour. Uh, and we'll, we'll come back to the NFL in hour number two. Montana Football Hour presented in part by Blackfoot Communications. Uh, go check out that Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast. Andrew Houghton did a great job covering the World Cup, and uh, they've been talking soccer all the way around the world of soccer on a local level, on a, a high school and college level, and then lately on an international level with one of the biggest um, international events that happens in the sporting world every year. And it was a great World Cup with a great finale, and Andrew has a ton of fun stuff. There will certainly be uh, evergreen um, for for quite some time um, because it was such an, an excellent finish for sure. I uh, had a, a lot of time away uh, on my vacation, and it was fun being away. I will say probably the best part, I went on uh, quite an eating opus this last week or so, had a couple really outstanding, outstanding meals. My, my meal on Friday night at Scotty's Table, one of the best meals I've had in in Missoula. It was very fun, very uh, welcome, and uh, certainly an excellent dining experience. Also checked out Tupelo up in Whitefish. These people are just getting free shout-outs for, for uh, serving me such delicious food. But I had uh, I spent New Year's up in Whitefish. Uh, our friends had a wedding, and, and uh, congratulations to Dan and Rosie. It was very fun and a really, really fun uh, time up there. Uh, but we hit up Tupelo on New Year's Eve, and that was a really good uh, Cajun meal as well. And then hit one of my all-time favorites, Moose's Saloon up there in Kalispell on the way back. So definitely had a, a fun eating uh, vacation for sure. That's what the holidays are all about. At least that's what they tell me. <laughs> I also 
uh, dove into the Arizona Cardinals on hard knocks, which was an interesting uh, pursuit. They, they've been doing these in-season hard knocks these last couple years. Last year it was the Colts. Uh, the season before that it was the Eagles. And now this year it's the Arizona Cardinals. My number one impression coming out of this thing uh, is that all three of those that um, all the three of the in-season hard knocks were with teams that had high expectations and a lot of star power that sort of fell apart. And you wonder how much longer NFL teams are going to want to be interested in it. Or you wonder if they shift to maybe highlighting teams that don't have really high expectations. You know, I think that some people could kind of see the the demise of the of the Cardinals coming. Because you know, last year they, they started out seven and zero, and then they stumbled down the stretch. I think they went four and seven down the stretch, and uh, lost out in the first round of the playoffs. But still, I mean, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz, James Conner, JJ Watt. I mean, Buda Baker across the board. They have so many brand name players. I just wonder, these these in-season ones, you can just sort of see, first of all, how hard it is to win in the NFL. The things that matter beyond just hard work and preparation and talent, because, I mean, the Cardinals have talent, and every team in the NFL works exceptionally hard. So what are the things that put you over the top? And I think it's fascinating to watch just the exterior factors that go into teams failing to meet expectations and so you just wonder how much teams are going to be willing to be on this because I think that when you have your franchise on hard knocks you have big expectations and then you fail to meet said expectations and it's just chronicled on live HBO actually I guess it's not live but on you know very well produced HBO episodes man it's really it's really interesting to watch it shows you the things that can sort of take away from the uh, the success of an NFL team. But you just wonder if, if NFL teams will continue to uh, agree with or allow this to happen, allow their teams to be chronicled. We're going to come back to some of my impressions from the Arizona Cardinals hard knock season uh, p- probably later on in this show and uh, throughout the week. But here's just some of the quick hitters. That I came up with. First of all, if you've never heard the story of DeAndre Hopkins' mother, what a terrible story, but what an awesome lady. You know, they always highlight some of the the human interest side of these guys. And and DeAndre Hopkins, all-pro receiver for the Cardinals. Uh, His mother, she was in the midst of a domestic dispute in which uh, she was dating this man, and he was also dating this other woman. And the other woman threw basically a tub of hot poison in her face, and it, like, incinerated her eyes and caused her to be blind and completely scarred her whole face. So this woman, for really nothing of her own doing, was basically blinded for life. Crazy. What terrible thing to happen to somebody. But she's still like the best mom. She goes to all the games. She's always in the stands supporting DeAndre Hopkins. And I think that's been my favorite part uh, of this Hard Knocks. We mentioned the stars. They have so many stars, and they're just not really good. And I think part of that is because they have some stars like J.J. Watt who are on the last legs of their careers some might say that DeAndre Hopkins and even James Conner, maybe, uh, their best years are behind them. 
But I also think there's just a disconnect there with Kyler Murray as well. I mean, he's a very new age player, a very new age type of leader, and he's spectacular at times, but also uh, certainly it's up and down for sure. But more than anything, I think this season, in season hard knocks of the Arizona Cardinals shows you just how important leadership is. And you can just see that, like Arizona's ownership and their front office, they're just. There's a there's a weird there's a missing element like there's just this they're not quite on the ball they're not quite hitting the mark and you just you don't really know why but we will uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that the elusive nature of leadership in the NFL especially from a front office standpoint uh, when Coach Marty Morningweg uh, dives in you're listening to Nuanas now ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app it is the Montana Football Hour it's presented in part by the advocates. When you've been in an accident, you feel like you've lost control. With no upfront cost to talk to an advocate, there's no risk in making the first step in taking control of your life again. The advocates help injured people every single day. Personal injury is all they do. The advocates have helped others win, and they'll help you win too. Visit them online at montanaadvocates.com. The news here in the state of Montana regarding the college football teams here in the Treasure State. Well, uh, for all of the analysis of the transfer portal and the state of college football and the constant transferring that's happening across the college football landscape, we got a new precedent, at least for the Montana State side of things. I think that the precedent was set by by Montana, former Montana wide receiver Samari Torre, two years ago when he graduated... Uh, on time from University of Montana, and then graduate transferred to Nebraska. Brian Buschini, who was an All-American punter for the Grizz, he also followed Torre uh, into the portal and then out of the portal and landed in Lincoln, Nebraska as well. Those were probably the two most quote-unquote headlining or brand-name stars to have left one of the Montana schools. The Bobcats had been largely immune to this. A lot of their great players had decided to stick it out during the COVID year with the free transfer rule and all that sort of stuff. And, and guys like Troy Anderson and Daniel Hardy and, and uh, Lewis Kidd, guys that certainly could have probably taken their talents somewhere else for their final collegiate seasons. Instead, they stayed there. They ended up still getting shots in the NFL, and all those guys are playing in the NFL now. Well, the Bobcats no longer immune to this. It's not as if they were completely immune to it before, but the biggest headliner that we've seen from the Cats hit the portal uh, – Last week, Isaiah Fonse, the all-time leading rusher in the history of Montana State football, more than 3,600 rushing yards in his career, he enters the portal. What are the details here? What are, what are the things you need to know? Well, first of all, Fonse was one of the most talented players I've covered. In my 16 years playing, or excuse me, covering the Big Sky Conference, Isaiah Fonse certainly one of the most talented players that we've ever covered. I mean, it, he was also as surefire as it as it gets in terms of a recruit. A lot of times, you know, guys maybe are under the radar or, you know, they're they're missing this or that or the other thing. Isaiah Fonse was a – he was the Washington Gatorade Player of the Year out of Bellevue High School, which is a prominent and very powerful football program. Plays at the 3A level, and Washington goes all the way up to 5A, so it was not the largest classification there in Washington. But a lot of those city schools in and around Seattle play 3A, so certainly a high level of football. But Afonso was 
the uh, Washington Gatorade Player of the Year coming out of high school. He was the starter at tailback pretty much day one from when he came into Montana State. He was the only freshman in the history of Bobcat football to rush for more than 1,000 yards. He had multiple 1,000-yard seasons. He had 17 100-yard games. And in addition to all that, the guy got it done in the classroom at a super high level, too. The number one thing I thought when I saw Isaiah Fonse was entering the NCAA transfer portal was, and this is coming from a guy who has proclaimed him as one of the best running backs, not only in the Big Sky Conference, but in the United States of America at the FCS level. My first thought was not, oh, Afonso is going to go some to some big-time school. My first thought was, oh, the guy is going to transfer because he needs to go find a different school because he's probably out of degrees that he can get at Montana State. I mean, the kid is an exceptional academic achiever. He had multiple AP credits coming into college uh, on his way out of high school there at Bellevue. Bellevue's a good high school as well. Afonso has graduated at least once, if not twice over. He certainly has an undergraduate degree. He might even be getting close to a master's, if not have already attained a master's. I, I, I neglected to ask him that last time we spoke because I was under the impression that he was coming back to Montana State for uh, a sixth year and a fifth season, but that's not the case. Instead, Afonso, who did not play, he only played in four games, I guess only three games, uh, both, all three playoff games for the Bobcats this year. That helped him maintain the red shirt that he never took because he played as a true freshman. And uh, I, I would say I don't know how how big time, quote unquote, big time of a program he's going to be able to go to. I do think he's immensely talented. I also think he's got a lot of tread on the tires. He's got over 650 carries in his college football career already. He's been banged up. You know, he missed all of the regular season last year, coming off of knee surgeries multiple knee operations. When he did play in those playoff games, he looked exceptionally good. He looked faster, leaner, more explosive. But I still am I'm a little bit uncertain on how high of a level he could play at just because he's an unbelievable workhorse running back that plays with crazy good pad level. He is so much stronger than most people he plays against at the FCS level. But he's not a, a crazy top-end burner. He's, he doesn't have like elite speed. In fact, he probably only has average speed. He, he was a little bit above average speed-wise at the FCS level. Uh, but he'll be very average at best speed-wise at the FBS level. I just, just knowing the young man a little bit and just knowing what motivates him and stuff, I mean, he went on the record with the Bozeman, uh, or I guess with the Billings Gazette, with Victor Flores and the Billings Gazette, and he, he told Victor... I just wanted a fresh start. I mean, he came to play for a different coaching staff. He's been there in school at Montana State for, for five years already. He's got at least a degree. So I, you wonder how much of this is academically motivated. But then you also, I'm going to say something here that I, I think that upon first uh, glance you're going to think is crazy. But if you think about it, I think that there's an element here where Isaiah Fonse was the man carrying the ball for three years at Montana State. Then he missed all last year, and they fundamentally changed what they do offensively, and there was also a massive emergence of a variety of ball carriers. And even with Fonse on the shelf, the Bobcats had the best run game 
in the Big Sky Conference and one of the best run games in the United States of America. So I guess what I'm saying here is I think this is a big loss because of the optics of it. I think it's a big loss because Afonso is such a talented player. I don't think it's as catastrophic as maybe you want to believe. Only because Afonso does have a lot of tread on the tires. And Montana State's running a, a totally different run scheme than they were when he was the bell cow. I mean, he was their inside zone guy that was touting the mail, 25, 30 carries a game. That's basically why he got grounded dust and ended up having to, to have those knee surgeries. I guess what I'm saying is they were able to replace him via committee, and I think that they'll have a pretty seamless uh, opportunity to do that again. Kegan Williams, who didn't even get to play this year because he had a neck injury during fall camp, the former San Diego State transfer, he has been granted a waiver. So he'll be back next year for Montana State. Lane Sumner, who if you listen to this show, you know I'm high, high, high on Lane Sumner. I think he's a great player when he's healthy. That's been his problem, though, is staying healthy. But either way, when he is healthy, he's very good. Jared White, really talented freshman out of Dallas, Texas, who was the starter for about one series before he broke his leg. He'll be back. All I'm saying is the Cats figured out a way to rush for 335 yards a game this last year without Afonso. So, uh, you know, I think that what I've continued to, to circle back to when it comes to all this uh, transferring at all levels of college football is that if you have a proper mindset and strategy toward just embracing it as it comes and not getting stuck ruminating on the state of affairs, but instead attacking it from a proactive standpoint, I think that it's going to be crazy no matter what. Every school is going to have something crazy going on, whether it's trying to figure out your best niche to bring transfers in, try to mitigate transfers going out. It's going to be crazy for the next couple of years because of all this extended eligibility, but that's a finite part of this quote-unquote issue. It's not going, guys aren't going to have the free transfer rule and all this extra eligibility and have multiple graduate opportunities uh, to move on to. That's that's only going to be a small window of time, a couple more years of that, and then we're going to get kind of back onto, onto, onto the, the normal stratification of, of guys are in college for four or five years. They, you know, are, are it's, it's way more traditional. You're not some sort of, you know, third or fourth year freshman like we had across the country in certain programs. So I think that that's going to help settle it down. So I think that what I, what I land on is I think if you're a top tier FCS program, like the Grizz or the Cats, there's a real, there's a real scenario out there where guys that you recruit and develop are going to leave you in the dust. That's a real scenario. But rather than sitting here and, and trying to diagnose the why, I think you just have to accept the what and have a plan for how to deal with the what. When they move on, what do you got next? Okay, Isaiah Ponce, the leading rusher in the history of our program, is, is gone. If you're Montana State, how do you, how do you just put it in the rear view and move forward? It's the only way you can do it. It's the only way you can do it. If you don't like the state of affairs, it doesn't matter because you can't change it. I'm going to keep on saying that. The other big piece of news out of Montana State is the Montana Football Hour uh, here on Nuanas Now. I am Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. Hopefully having a great start 
uh, to your new year. The Montana Football Hour is presented in part by Blackfoot Communications. Appreciate Blackfoot for their continued support of everything we got going on here at uh, ESPN Radio and Skyline Sports and across the board. Blackfoot's a great partner, and we love partnering with them. If you want Blackfoot to help your small business, let Blackfoot Communications help you connect to more. You can find them online at goblackfoot.com. Blake Glesner, record-setting kicker for the Montana State Bobcats. He also entered the portal. Glesner made 20 field goals as a true freshman in 2021, the most ever by a freshman in MSU history. He then outdid himself last year, 24 field goals last year, 24 for 30 on the season. That was a single-season record for most field goals made by a Bobcat kicker. Glesner scored 246 points overall in his career, including 138 points last season. And uh, he might have also set a record. I mean, I'm just kidding because I know there's been some pretty quick turnarounds, but a uh, little bit tongue-in-cheek here, but he might have set an all-time record for quickest time in the portal as well because he was in the portal this last weekend. He was out of the portal, committed to UCLA as of yesterday. So Blake Lesnar was in the portal for about, I don't know, two days, three days. But uh, either way, Blake Lesnar out from Montana State, in at UCLA. So a couple big losses for the Bobcats. On the Grizz side of things, we saw Daniel Britt, the uh, once highly regarded quarterback from Las Vegas, Nevada, enter the portal uh, right after the season ended. Marcus Knight, he um, basically declared his intention to leave the Grizz midseason. I think early November was when Knight announced that he was no longer on the Grizz, and Bobby Howe gave his number 21 to Drew Deck. But Knight actually didn't officially hit the portal until the first week of December. And uh, there's there's some stuff brewing with Marcus Knight. I know that he is continuing to weigh his options. I know he's got some offers from some Big Sky Conference schools. He's got a Mountain West offer as well. But he's also maybe contemplating going back to a sport uh, he he once loved. I think he still loves. Uh, we'll have more on that when we can upcoming but I think that there was a lot of people that were really frustrated with the way the University of Montana's football season ended. I think there was a lot of people that thought there was going to be a massive change for the Grizz, maybe from a coaching staff perspective, maybe from a roster perspective, or both. As of right now, that really hasn't happened. Daniel Britt and Marcus Knight, the only two names of, of uh, significance from the Grizz football team that uh, are into the portal, and we have not seen any uh, as of now, coaching changes. I have been working on potentially a scoop on the Grizz football coaching staff, but I have not been able to confirm a lot of it, which I think then means that there's nothing that has been officially done in terms of the reshuffling of the uh, the football coaching staff. So we will have more on that when we can, when it is appropriate for us uh, to talk about it, but uh, that's sort of your, I guess the news surrounding Grizz football right now is that there's not a lot of news, at least none that we can officially confirm as of right now. More on the Montana Football Hour into the Montana Basketball Hour right after this. We'll keep on talking, I guess we'll we'll start into and dive into uh, the Big Sky Conference opening weekend for the four Division One teams from here in the state of Montana, uh, as well as around the Big Sky Conference, the Montana Basketball Hour is presented 
by the advocates. Remember, if you've been in an accident, you have people that can help. The advocates offer free consultations to discuss your case, and you don't pay a dime until they win your case. The advocates know it's scary, so give them a call so they can help. Remember, you deserve an advocate. Hoops, Big Sky Conference style. Next, keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Michael Jackson is uh, in the news because uh, Rolling Stone, as they are prone to do, as they uh, traditionally do, they released a list of the top 100 greatest singers of all time. And, And the Rolling Stone lists are usually pretty fun. And, you know, you can sit there and debate all the different nuances about this, that, and the other deal. But they named Michael Jackson the 86th greatest singer of all time. I haven't seen the rest of the list. In fact, I've seen none of the list. Your list is wrong. (laughs) How? Michael Jackson is one of the greatest performers of all time. You could say, okay, Coulter, he's not like a quote-unquote traditional singer or something. I don't know how you ever want to spin this thing. Michael Jackson has to, there's no way that there's 85 people that are better at singing than the King of Pop. There's just no way. I can't wait to see the rest of the list. You know, I mean, I know that there's a lot of different uh, elements to it. Whatever. Michael Jackson's got to be on the list. <laughs> He's got to be. I also can't wait to see who's number one. I bet you that I have a pretty good uh, guess to see who's number one. But uh, regardless, Michael Jackson's got to be higher. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for hanging out with us here on your Monday. We're rolling through the Montana. We're doing football. Now the Montana Basketball Hour. It's presented in part by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications helps bring you a variety of podcasts that we are involved in, whether it's soccer in snow and smoke, produced and uh, hosted each week by Andrew Houghton, or... A business angle with Justin Angle each uh, every other Tuesday here on Nuanas Now, or the Big Sky Breakdown at SkylineSportsMT.com, uh, or the Nuanas Now podcast. Back of Communications has helped us tremendously in developing our podcast network, and uh, we appreciate them for uh, their continued partnership with us here uh, at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Let's talk some hoops. First of all, uh, the University of Montana opened up. 
their home slate here in Missoula. I was at the game last Thursday with Eastern Washington in town. And uh, it was a good game, a back-and-forth game, very competitive game. There's always a lot of spirit when Montana and Eastern get together on the basketball court. Not a lot of love lost uh, in this rivalry over the last couple years. And uh, Eastern came in here. It was so funny because two years ago, Eastern, I guess last year I should say, Eastern was the defending champions, but they had almost nobody left in the organization from that team that went to the NCAA tournament and pushed Kansas to the brink. Because Tanner Groves, the Big Sky MVP, transferred to Oklahoma. His brother Jacob Groves went with him. A whole variety of the uh, Eagles' best players followed head coach Shante Leggins to Portland. Uh, you know, you had Jacob, guys like Jacob Davidson transferred to Cal Poly. Across, I mean, Kim Aiken went to Arizona. So Eastern was basically trying to replace last year the MVP of the league in Tanner Groves, the defensive player of the year in the league in Kim Aiken, and the coach of the year in the league in Shante Leggins. So they were a totally new look outfit last year in David Riley's first season. Well, now this year, ironically, they still have a whole ton of transfers, including guys from all over the place, guys from Willamette, a D3 school in the Salem area. It got transferred from Cal Poly, Pomona. I mean, Eastern is doing a better job of mining the non-Division One ranks for the transfer portal than anybody. But they also had a ton of returners from last year that, that sort of made a splash, um, led by Angelo Allegri and Steel Ventures. Both those guys were really good players for Eastern last year, and they look like great players for Eastern this year. So the Eagles come into Missoula, and they beat Montana 87-80. to And then they turn around and they prove that it was no fluke. They go to Bozeman and beat defending Big Sky Conference champion Montana State. Um, 70-67, to Venters hit a huge three in the last 20 seconds of the game, and uh, Eastern completes the road sweep. I'm going to go through some schedules uh, sometime in the evenings this week, and I'll come back to you with their official stat but I bet you it's been fewer, uh, few and far between the times when schools have come on the road and swept the Montana road trip, playing in Missoula and in Bozeman, either or, no matter what order it's in. I bet it's been fewer and far between that uh, schools have been able to, to do that. But Eastern Washington did it, and so they are one of three teams joining Weber State and of all the teams, Idaho State, that started out 2-0 and in league play this this. Uh, Opening weekend, so Eastern. I think that they're legit. I think David Riley. You know, I mean, he is such a fresh-faced guy. I mean, he's the youngest coach in the league by a long shot. He's only in his early thirties, and he looks it. So I think it's hard for certain. I think it's hard for people of a certain age, and just for people that have been sort of indoctrinated in in the uh, the meritocracy that is America. Uh, it's hard to take Riley seriously upon first glance. He has antics on the sidelines, very similarly to Shante Leggins. But he's a heck of a good coach, and I think his guys love playing for him, and I think that's what makes Eastern a challenging squad. And I don't know how many people had Eastern as potentially a team to beat, but they have some of the most talented returners in the league, and they also have some of the best size in the league. That was my main impression watching them against the Grizzlies was just how much uh, their size advantage helped them, and then they used that same size advantage when they went into Bozeman and won on Saturday as well. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app.
This is the Montana Football Hour, and now talking hoops on the Montana uh, Basketball Hour. And we're going to be kind of in between football and basketball here for the next couple weeks, and then it'll just be all basketball leading up to the Big Sky Tournament in Boise. It's presented in part by the Advocates. Remember, if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can help you. They offer free consultations. They will help you defer your medical bills until the case is settled. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve uh, an advocate. So Eastern comes to Montana and sweeps the Montana schools. The uh, it, Meanwhile, the Bobcats beat Idaho handily on Thursday. That's not a surprise. Bobcats are the defending Big Sky champs. Idaho, although they do look a little better than they have in the last couple of years, that's a low bar because Idaho has been really bad the last couple of years. But the Cats beat Idaho, and then they fall to Eastern Washington, so they get a split. The Grizz, they bounce back for their first conference win against Idaho on Saturday in Missoula. It was a matinee. We'll get to that one in just a minute. Andrew Houghton was there on our behalf, so he'll give us some thoughts on that. And then on the women's side, it was basically a split across the board as well. Idaho's women swept the Montana schools at home in Moscow. They beat uh, Montana State handily by almost 20 points on Thursday. And uh, then Idaho turns around and beats the Lady Grizz 79-71 behind 32 points from Beyonce B. And uh, she earned her fifth Big Sky Conference Player of the Week honor of her decorated career, uh, thanks in part to that 32-point effort. So Idaho, you have to feel good for their women's team because if you've been following it, we have not touched on this really hardly at all here on Nuanas now, but it's been all over the national news. Sometimes when stuff is, is highly covered and highly saturated on the national news, or national sports talk or whatever, we try to stay away from it just so we can give you something fresh and new and different and and positive and have fun and all that sort of stuff. But there was a horrific crime committed uh, in Moscow, and four college students from the University of Idaho were viciously slain in their sleep, stabbed to death. It was something straight out of a horror movie. Honestly, it was like one of the craziest crimes that I can remember happening in, in this part of the country, and about half of the student population at, at the University of Idaho elected to either leave school or go to online classes. It, it was it was not a it, it was a a really tough scenario, and so for Idaho's women to open Big Sky play at home and to sweep the Montana schools, you just have to feel good for those gals and and just the campus at large because they needed something, anything that's good news. Uh, there's also been some other good news, too, uh, just in terms of they finally – I mean, this was like the mystery of all mysteries, right? I mean, there was nobody even on the radar of the Moscow police or anybody in the area for like five or six weeks. But finally they made an arrest in the in the murder case there in Moscow. So we'll see how that trial plays out. The The accused was arraigned today. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be – uh, leading the news across the country for a really long time here. So we're going to not talk about it that much, but it was good to see something positive happen there at the University of Idaho. So the, the Vandal women, they swept the Montana school, so they were one of a couple teams to get out to a 2-0 start. And then both the Lady Grizz and the Montana State women's team, they each split. So Lady Grizz won in uh, Cheney on Thursday, while Montana State lost in Moscow on Thursday. And then on Saturday, the Cats go to Cheney and win whereas Montana goes to Moscow and loses. So one and one for all four Big Sky Conference uh, basketball teams from here in the state of Montana to open conference play. Andrew, you were at the uh, 
University of Montana's men's game on Saturday. What did you think of the Grizz bouncing back? But more importantly, what did you think of Idaho? I mean, what are your early impressions of the Vandals, and uh, uh, what sort of quality of a win was that for the Grizz? Well, Coulter, I think it was a, a difficult one to evaluate Idaho in just because of the way that the Grizz were going to play that game. Coming off of the loss to Eastern Washington in a game that they should have had locked up, they should have had sewn up, and they gave up a big run down the stretch. They gave up 87 points. Of course, Travis DeCure talked about it on Thursday night. You know, we need to get back to defense. We need to get back to what we're, we're doing well. Uh, and Montana really did come out and do that on Saturday. Uh, so it was a good ba- bounce back win for Montana. Travis DeCure was really pleased after the game on Saturday, saying, you know, we started making winning plays again, whether that's uh, grabbing defensive rebounds, going for loose balls, just playing more of our style of basketball. As for Idaho, yeah, it wasn't pretty, Coulter. It, uh, they had trouble getting things going. Isaac Jones, who's their big post player, had a great game, but he he made, I think, you know half of Idaho's shots. They really right. struggled. I mean, he, had, he had 25 points, and they scored, what, 56? 56, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he's a good player. He struggled a little bit at the free throw line, but he was able to overwhelm a lot of the time. Montana's bigs in the low post, just the, the athleticism, the length, uh, the aggressiveness from him in the post. He looked like the total package down there, uh, but, man, Idaho did not really have anybody else to take advantage of what he was opening up on the perimeter for them. I mean, they shot a horrific percentage from three. Uh, they took a lot of bad three-pointers, you know, early in the shot clock. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of ball movement three-pointers, and they just were unable to get anything going. I know there was a lot of uh, excitement or at least a lot of intrigue around this Idaho team coming out of a non-conference schedule in which they played well, or at least their record uh, was pretty good. They won six games, which is uh, far superior. I mean, that's like basically what they won the last two years combined total, but they also played one of the weakest schedules in the country, but still, a win's a win when you're coming off like a three-win season like they were. No, that's right, and the... the, the um the impetus here is to just sort of say, well, that was all of the schedule mirage from Idaho. Sure. I actually think there's some decent pieces there. Isaac Jones is good. You don't get any tougher to start your conference schedule right than doing sure. the Montana road trip. Yeah. So I'm not sure we stick a fork in them uh, yet as far as being, you know, maybe better than last year, maybe a solid mid-tier team in the big sky. Uh, but I think that the the pie in the sky opinions of Idaho coming out of that non-conference schedule, they didn't they didn't do a lot to live up to it on Saturday. What is that? ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Here, here's the deal with the with the Grizz. My final point on th- these guys is they're better on offense. If they score 80 points like they did on Thursday, they better figure out a way to win. That's they didn't do that. That's all Travis Takir harped on after Thursday's game is said, "Hey, we scored 80. We if we score 80, we win. That's what we do." And they didn't because they gave up 87. This is a team that can guard on the perimeter. I think they're going to have a hard time rebounding all year long. And as we know, if you're going to play defense till the end of the shot clock, like Montana does over and over and over again, the last piece you need for the stop is to secure the ball. And so Josh Bannon, I think, is an elite rebounder in the Big Sky Conference. they got to find other rebounding somehow, some way uh, moving forward. But it was a good bounce-back uh, win. Uh, last thing for on the hoops note, Andrew, what did you think of uh, Idaho's women sweeping the Montana schools? That, that's pretty good effort. Uh, I think that we we have become accustomed to giving John Newley's teams 
a lot of respect because they have been some of the best in the big sky. Last year was the first year that Idaho sort of failed to live up to the, the expectations, yet they still did win. Uh, you know, they, they, they made some noise in the, in the postseason tournament. Uh, but when you know that you have one of the best players in the conference, if not the best player in the conference, in Beyonce B, and you got Sydney Gandy, who's made uh, tremendous strides now that she's been in that program for a couple years. Uh, I mean, that was an eye-opener on Thursday. I'm not surprised that they got the sweep with the Lady Grizz coming in, because I do think the Lady Grizz are, are a little ways away. But for Idaho to pound Montana State like they did on Thursday night, I think that was a that's sort of a statement win. I thought that was the one of the most impressive wins, men or women, in the Big Sky Conference to open up the uh, the league slate. Yeah, no better way to start off your conference schedule than by taking down the defending conference champion, obviously. Uh, sort of the reverse applies to the, to the Idaho women here. They were at home, right? That's, that's, makes a huge difference, particularly, I think, in that nice new arena that they've got in Moscow. Uh, but yeah, they started off really well, and I just, I was impressed, Coulter, just by, how 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 business like it was how straightforward it was i mean they weren't troubled in any of those games i know montana got the final margin to to 8 points or whatever it was sure, right. but that was a double digit game for almost the entire game yeah um and it just seems like they have a better idea much as the same as we talked about a little bit with the montana men's team they just have a better idea of of who they are and particularly for this idaho team that means who the star is right beyonce is is it uh, and she's going to be getting touches, and everything is going to work around her this year, right? I mean, 20 against Montana State, and then 32 against Montana, and that was only the fourth highest scoring game she's had this year. I just think wow. they have a better handle on that, and I think she's also showing that she um, is ready for that increased responsibility. National Championship Weekend in Football will give you a couple initial thoughts on the FCS and FBS National Championship games to round out this first hour of 2023. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. There's a new documentary out on, I uh, actually don't even know what platform it's on. I think it's on Netflix, about Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, Sean Combs. And uh, I, I love when documentaries are fascinating because the individual and their rise to prominence or fame or whatever is interesting, but also when it's sort of a microcosmic example of society at large. And, and this is such a... a all-time 90s doc like it is and, and you know sean combs is still making music producing music i mean he, he he's got that special knack he's like the clive davis of of the modern era where he can find the talent and then broker it and deliver it to the masses he's just got that special ear so he's going to be around forever but the way that he sort of took uptown records by storm and then started bad boy records and then that what could have been such a tragic demise I mean, it was a tragic demise for, for Christopher Wallace, the notorious B.I.G., and his murder, but then to, to sort of rise from the ashes, become an individual star himself, but also uh, just have such a huge impact on the music industry. I mean, 
I think that sometimes we get a little bit muddied on what the American dream is and what it takes to quote unquote achieve it. But what a story and, and sort of what a microcosm of the nineties in general and uh, just the way that hip hop became pop music and became mainstream. Go check it out. Nuanas now ESPN radio, SWX Montana television and the ESPN MT app. We're up against it here on uh, the first hour of 2023. We did some Montana football hour style for the first half an hour. Then we did some Montana basketball hour style stuff. And uh, I wanted to give you an in-depth preview on the uh, FCS national championship game, but we'll do that instead tomorrow with a guy who we love uh, talking FCS football with, Sam Herter, Hero Sports. He'll join us. Usually he leads Wednesday's show with us, but instead he's going to be our ESPN roundtable guest tomorrow. So look forward to that. But the national championship for FCS set on Sunday, North Dakota State, South Dakota State for all the marbles. And the FBS national championship game is also set. TCU will play Georgia next Monday. So we'll have some thoughts on that one as well. The uh, the college football playoff games, the semifinal games over the weekend were nuts. <laughs> Unbelievable. Back and forth, back and forth. TCU and Michigan going all the way down the wire. TCU scoring 51 in a, a playoff game to go to the natty. What a year by Sonny Dykes. I mean, Sonny Dykes has been a reputable name in college football, but if you're him, how do you not just like ride off of the sunset, win or lose or draw or whatever on Monday? I mean, this is the greatest year of Sonny Dykes' coaching career ever. He got TCU in the national championship game, and that's the first time that we've seen a non-absolute you know, absolute juggernaut play in the, the title game. And then they have to play the juggernaut of all juggernauts, at least at this exact moment in time, in the Georgia Bulldogs. And Georgia, oh, by the way, Got in by the skin of their teeth, man. Just a missed field goal by Ohio State at the horn for Georgia to advance. So a crazy day of football over the weekend. We'll talk more FCS and FBS national championship games. If you want somewhere to watch the Sunday FCS game or the Monday uh, FBS national title games, you can head on down to the Silver Slipper. Silver Slipper has drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. Nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Stop by today see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. Across the street from Walmart on Brooks, the Silver Slipper uh, here in Missoula. Go check them out for the National Championship Games. Also, got to say thank you to our awesome Montana Sports Hour sponsors, the Advocates, reminding you, that you deserve an advocate, free consultations, and they'll help you defer your medical bills. Chat online at MontanaAdvocates.com, as well as Blackfoot Communications, Blackfoot Communications, helping you connect to more. Playoff scenarios, division champions, divisions without champions, and the final week of the NFL regular season. We will get you all caught up on everything you missed over the last couple weeks. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty is next. Keep it right here. You want us now. ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delans of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.